Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Hey, Bobby, this week we're at 20th and right around Meineke at another school that is being turned into housing. And this is right in the 53206 zip code. Um, so more, more housing coming to this area and some of it's going to be affordable too. Uh, we're looking at like more than 80 units inside this former school and school buildings, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a 1902 schoolhouse that uh, is going to have 40 units in it. There's a 1970s edition that's going to have two units and some amenities. And then they're building a whole new building on the playground that's going to have another 40 units. So a combination of um, new construction and some rehab work. This is all at the, the former Wheatley School. Yeah, yeah, which is a beautiful school building that's been sitting empty since 2011. Uh, and there's been talk about doing a project like this there for a few years, but uh, it's finally gotten all its funding together and um, has begun work. It, it kind of takes a while to get all the, the details sorted out, right? I mean, this this school was, was uh, designated as surplus a few years back by MPS, and then the plan has to come through and, and needs to be approved. So it is this kind of process to get to this point. But when is the groundbreaking going to be starting and, and when do they hope to open these units? The groundbreaking was last week. Okay. Um, but um, they had already begun some demolition, interior demolition work uh, before that. So it was already kind of underway. Okay. So what, what stands out about this school in particular? This um, was a really busy school, and I was looking at some of the numbers in your story, Bobby. At one time, they had more than 700 students. Is that right? Yeah. It was, you know, back then, all those school buildings had a huge number of students, and I'm not sure how they crammed them all in, <laughs> in there <laughs> because, you know, the same buildings now can, you know, with class, you know, class sizes of 30 and up, don't get anywhere near that kind of number. So it makes you wonder. <laughs> How they uh, how they ever got that many people in there? But it was built in 1902, and it's like an Italian. It's unusual because it's got a sort of an Italianate uh, exterior. It's got a nice cupola on top. Um, ah, cupola. Yeah. You have to enlighten uh, enlighten me there on that. That's phrase. Like a little is that dome. like a little dome, little yeah, dome, it's a like little a little dome mini dome. Yeah, and it looks like it's on top of. A lot of people probably think that's a bell tower, but mm-hmm. it's actually just a an air vent, like an air intake yeah. vent. And it's a cupola. Yeah, and it's a cupola. <laughs> and so. For many years, it was 20th Street School, serving that neighborhood. Um, and then in 1991, they renamed it in honor of Phyllis Wheatley, who was uh, the first African-American woman to have a book of poetry published. Oh, very cool. Okay, so it's yeah, still... It's, it's pretty cool. In the 1770s, believe it or not. So Phyllis Wheatley, the, the first published African-American poet, school that bears her name. And there's other historical connections to this school as well, including some of the seeds of the, the early civil rights movement here in Milwaukee. We're going to talk about that next in our extended conversation of Urban Spelunking. That's after this. Has your car been hibernating in your garage all winter? Donate it to Radio Milwaukee. Running or not, your car, truck, or even boat can support this podcast. Go to RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars to schedule your pickup. And we are back on Urban Spelunking at the former Wheatley School. As we mentioned, this is a, a big real estate development project that's going to be converted to more than 80 units between uh, rehabilitation and new construction. But I wanted to pick it up here on the history, this connection to the civil rights movement in Milwaukee, Bobby. Yeah, it's interesting because the school is on the National Register of Historic Places, um, partially for its architecture, partially uh, because in projects like these, the developers often try to get 
uh, a landmark status so that they can apply for historic tax credits to help get the mm -hmm. projects done. Um, but part of the reason that the National Register listed the building was in addition to the architecture was um, the fact that in 1964, it was one of a group of uh, public schools in the city that civil rights advocates had chosen to be sort of focuses of their uh, public demonstrations against school segregation. So uh, for at least a year, it was um, really the focus of protests um, by uh, activists who wanted to get the schools desegregated. And this is, early, you know, this is the 1960s when this was going on nationwide. But really, that didn't even the desegregation in Milwaukee didn't really happen until much later than that. And why this school in particular? Was it just a uh... Was it just particularly segregated or? or yeah, what? I think it was a heavily African-American school by then. Um, and so they, you know, the civil rights activists focused on schools like this to show that, the, you know, that, that these schools really needed uh, help and needed to be desegregated so that they would, they would be sort of more fair schooling for everyone. When you think about all these schools that that exist in Milwaukee and the ones that like this are being converted to other uses, you know, we always get a little nostalgic and a little um, just kind of this this like sense of reverence for all the families and all the people that came and went through these buildings, and it even it becomes even more poignant when it has this this uh, historical connection to something outside of Milwaukee. You know? Yeah, right. I mean, this has. I mean, it's it's the kind of school that was important to the neighborhood, but the neighborhood changed so much that it was important to sort of really diverse residents um, in that neighborhood. And as the, you know, there were challenges that came up like school segregation throughout the city. Uh, and it's interesting that this school was one of the sort of key players in the movement to get that uh, overturned. Okay. So that's a bit of the history. Again, we're talking right around 20th and Meineke, this, this uh, former Wheatley school in the 53206 zip code. Um, what's next? Let's talk about the next phases for this project. You know, we, we, we mentioned the, the 80 plus units coming here. Um, the timeline is, uh, is slated for next year. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. They hope to be done by next year. It's, it's ambitious, but I mean, I've seen it happen so, <laughs> before, so <laughs> I, I will not be skeptical. Um, you know, it's people who've done these projects before. Engberg Anderson is the architect. They've done loads of this stuff. Royal Capital has done lots of different, um, sort of historic conversions in, into new things. Um, and Green Fire Management Services, which is the contractors running the construction side, they've done loads of these and they're actually working on the one right now at um, 37th Street School as well, which we talked about a little while back. So if anybody can get it done, these guys know how to do it. Yeah. And this is uh, definitely not the first Milwaukee school to be uh, repurposed into apartment buildings. We've talked about a few of them here on Urban Spelunking. Oh, yeah, there's loads of them. There's uh, currently underway. There's 37th Street. Um, there is um, McKinley Elementary over on mm -hmm. Fleet Street. Previous ones that were done were Jackie Robinson Middle School, 5th Street School, Garfield School, Mound Street School. <laughs> there's talk of doing Edison Middle School and St. Peter and Paul School, which is not a public school, but still talking about doing units there as well. Um so, yeah, there's a lot of this that has been going on for a long time in the city because the Mound Street School project dates back to like the late 70s, early 80s. So this has been going on for a long time. Do you have a sense for what the apartments are going to look like and, and what kind of changes they're going to make to the outside of the building? Is it going to look dramatically different? No, the outside won't look really dramatically different, except that uh, there will be this new construction next to it. <laughs> so yeah. that will look dramatically different. And they're going to um, – the site is almost four acres and they're going to – 
do a lot of landscaping on the site, which hasn't really been done in a long time. So that will be nice as well. Um, but otherwise, you know, it's really going to be changes inside the 1902 building and its 1960s additions. Um, luckily, you know, their classrooms are sort of already divided up in a way, laid out in a way that sort of is easily convertible to apartments, right? Because each classroom and its cloakroom can be a single unit. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So there's not yeah. a whole lot of movement of walls and things like that. They they can basically just build apartments into these existing spaces for the most part. So that makes it really easy. So I think that helps to kind of speed things up quite a bit. And then the 1971 edition, which is sort of out the back to the to the east, is there's a sky. It's connected by a skywalk, which is one of only two MPS schools that had skywalks that I know of. Oh, cool. The other one is Golda, of course, which has that one that mm-hmm. runs over King Drive. Um, this is a much shorter and lower to the ground one, but that building was mostly a gym and a couple classrooms, um, and that is going to be converted into the gym is going to become a health club for oh, the cool. for the residents, but also they're going to let um, they're going to have a way to have uh, neighborhood residents be able to use it as well. And there's going to be two units in there. Plus, there's going to be a cafe that will be open to the public, and there will be um, the old school cafeteria kitchen is going to be converted into sort of a community kitchen that can be rented out to food trucks and that sort of thing and let you know to neighborhood groups that need uh use of a kitchen for you know special events that sure yeah cooking classes that kind of thing so it's it's going to have a lot of interest you know a lot of interesting spaces that will be available also to the neighborhood and it's cool to see this trend of um, of these developments that offer all these different things beyond housing to the community. You know, the gyms, the commercial kitchens. We were talking about the community within the corridor, um, not definitely not a school, but a former factory that's going to have, you know, the putting green and the the podcast studios. And it's just really cool to see these uh, these developments, including all these other amenities for not just the residents, but for the community. Well, it's exciting because, you know, I mean, as much as neighborhoods need uh, affordable housing units that are in, you know, good shape, modern units, um, they need all of these other things too, don't they? I mean, you know, some neighborhoods don't have a lot of cafes, don't have a place for community groups to use a a good quality up-to-date kitchen, don't have a good health club nearby. So these are really good amenities that help make a development like this useful to everybody, not just to the people who live there. Well, if you go to RadioMilwaukee.org and check out Bobby's story, he's got some of those those renderings so you can kind of get a and start to visualize what this is going to look like. You can see how the new construction is going to align with the the remodeling, and it's it looks like it's going to be really a, a an eye an eye catching development, especially when you talk about that landscaping that's going to be going in. Um, and I like the the color of the new construction. It's got kind of a almost a copper um, kind of it's really cool looking. It is cool. And what's nice, too, is that, I mean, the the original building is really beautiful, too. And the fact that it will get uh, an exterior refresh and still be sort of like a key landmark on that street is really nice, I think. Well, if you're listening on a podcast app, we've got the link to Bobby's story right in the description of this episode. Just click that and you can go right to On Milwaukee. We've also, of course, got it linked up at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcast. Podcasts here on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from your membership and from On Milwaukee. You can also subscribe to this podcast and follow us. We, we bring you a new building every week on Urban Spelunking. And of course, with that building, lots of Milwaukee history. 
subscribe right on the, the podcast platform you're listening to right now. Just follow us there. Or of course at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast. Next week, Bobby, we are going, uh, we're hanging out in an alley. We are, as we're, as we're known to do, right? We're going downtown a, to Front Street. Yeah, so this is a, a street that, that you've been trying to do stories about for a long time. It's got this kind of like a complicated history that you had to piece together. It's a street, but it also is an alley, and it's got kind of confusing addresses. Give us a little tease for next week, Bobby. Yeah, so, um, you know, this is, people will know this as the street where the safe house is located. Uh, but on the opposite end of it, uh, on the other side, um, is a space that sort of wound through the basements of three buildings and was started out as like a speakeasy, but then became a jazz club and then became sort of a club with go-go dancers and was an early sort of rock and roll club. Um, so a lot going on down there, but now is just back to being basements. Uh, and we're going to look at the history of that and maybe talk a bit about my ongoing yammering <laughs> about trying to do something fun on that street. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, I suppose, if, if if any part of Milwaukee is going to have this this history, a street by the name of Front Street that's also an alley that's connected to speakeasies and tunnels and whatever else. This, uh, this sounds like a juicy one next week. So subscribe and get that delivered to you next week. All right, Bobby, we'll talk to you then. Talk to you soon. <laughs>